And I'm Caleb. And this is the Easy Speaking Podcast. Woo! Episode uh, 13. 13. Wow. Oh, we number. already made it to 13. We say that at the beginning of every podcast, and now we're like, oh, we're doing it again. Yeah, because people, people like to listen to us talk. Well, yeah. I mean, apparently we're entertaining. I suppose. You still have to shit yourself live on the air because we have over... Hey, uh, I said that in confidence with nothing around and you had to put me on blast like that? Yep. Buddy. You said you were going to do it after 200 overall listens and we're way over that now, so... You know what? I didn't shake to it, so... Yes, you did. The hell I did. Yes, you did. I have a witness. Oh, yeah? Roxy over there? Yep. She's going to go to the stand and say, that man shook his hand. Yeah, right. Yep. No. She has a recorder on her. All times? All times. Damn. Gotta yeah, watch out. No. Yeah. She's sleeping spy. Like one of those sleepers. Where you have to say his one code name and just wakes up. Davanya. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, Caleb, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. Um, it was a good week. It was kind of stressful last week, but, you know, we're halfway through this one, and... Um, it's good. It's busy for me. How about you, man? You been doing well? Yeah, I'm doing all right. That's good. Working hard, trying to hardly work. Yes. Trying to win the, <laughs> just trying to win the lottery. Yeah, I man. mean, this is working every day. What's, what's the Powerball up to now? Do you it's know? Like Fifty or sixty million. I, I think was, I can. I'm surprised you actually knew the number because I had no idea. I keep track of it. I bet you do. <laughs> try, yeah, I'm trying not to have to work anymore. Well, yeah. And not that I don't enjoy working. No. Yeah. It's just that um, being really rich would be a lot more fun. Wouldn't it, though? I mean... Wouldn't it? If I was really rich, I could afford a, an electric car or five. Yes. The electric car. Dude. The... I think that's uh, what you uh, wanted to talk about or one of the topping. Well, yeah. I mean... Talking topic. Because to pardon. start, like five years ago, there was only one electric car in the market, and that was Tesla. Right. Now yeah. look. It's branching out. I think last month, Volvo announced that they are stopping all combustible engine production and going fully electric starting this year. Yes. A whole automaker well, that's been around for Volvo. a while. Right? Yeah. Also rated one of the safest vehicles on the market. Mm-hmm. And they all, what most people forget, though, Volvo doesn't just make... Automobile, like cars, they make semis too. I think now that you say that, I can picture one. I used to own one. Okay, yeah. The Volvo VNL 780. It's the only semi I've ever driven that has airbags. Because wow. like with their cars, Volvo is very focused on safety yep. and comfort. Mm-hmm. That was one of the most comfortable semis I'd ever driven. Had a huge sleeper. Instead of making buy but like a fridge, they put a fridge and freezer already in it. Pre-installed. Yep. Oh, a wow. table to seat four on the bottom that folded down into a bunk. There was the bunk up top. There was like two closets, like drawers. It was like a small RV. Yeah. And that's pretty nice. But so what I was thinking, when Volvo's made made this commitment to go all electric, did they also are they also ceasing their diesel production and going all electric on their semis. 
Which they are in production, and there are some on the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. Um, the Tesla one, which I think got ixnated because of some copyright issues when they built theirs. Really? If I recall correctly. I know that the company I currently work for now, we are the, I think, only company on the East Coast to have a Peterbilt EV mm. day cab. So an all-electric Peterbilt. Yeah, you told me about that guy. Range of 150 miles, which is very short. It's it a is. day cab. I mean, it's a little local driver, but I mean, I drive still locally. Between the what, like, if I'm only going the one place there and back there and back all uh, night, I'm yeah. still driving about 400 miles. Yeah, that was my question. Like, how many miles, you know, mm-hmm. just one, one well, spot back and forth? What I didn't really, what Peterbilt did not, um, expand on when they released their uh their stats on the truck was was the truck bobtailing which means no trailer on it okay was it hauling empty was it hauling a little bit of weight was it all the way at eighty thousand pounds when they did this test yeah for range because i mean weight has some like if i put 500 pounds into your car you're gonna burn for your gas a hell of a lot quicker oh yeah uh it's putting more strain i mean but what what what's your favorite look of the electric car? Now you know Ford makes them now. The, the Mustang Mach E. The it makes me kind of think of like the Atomic Age, and we can kind of picture the '60s, the suburban areas, you know, and mm-hmm. how you would see like one of the very first televisions, and you picture that era, and they envisioned some gnarly stuff. Like I can't remember what model car, but it was around the. 50s, 60s, I think it was one tire production. Um, they made glowing cars. Uh, well, no, no, not glowing cars, but the tires. They were able to infuse something with rubber or make a compound of their own. But in terms of it being a tire, like how rugged and how people drive, which are... <sighs> some people are batshit crazy behind a wheel, but we're not going to talk yeah. about those. And you have tires that are very important. And those particular tires that, you know, glue at night, eh, they weren't really good. They would, like, rub off really easily. You mm-hmm. wouldn't have the longevity behind it. But I think that's so cool. Why did cool. they glow? But you can, was it just the aesthetics, like, you know, putting... It was. It was the aesthetics because you would also see advertising. Ah, shit, I need to find this video. But it's, it's rad because you would have an ad... And have like three of the same model cars with. I'm pretty sure they had different colors, but it could have just been one. I can't really remember. Dude, I want. And they just roll off, and they actually leave a trail. I want to say, or that could have been the advertisement. Yeah, that's definitely the advertisement. That might not. That might be a smidge toxic. Smidge, right? And I need to know, like, what did they use? I can't. And if the thing went, if the tablet, the tablet died. I forgot to charge it, otherwise we'd look it up right there. I'm sorry. Screw it. No, I've got my phone if we're really interested. But uh, there was also a car, like in the early 1930s, I'm sure. It was like black and white film. It was like a Model T type looking thing. Mm -hmm. They used uh, a device. Well, it was a a fifth wheel. And it was perpendicular on the backside. And it would pop out. And parallel, parallel park. park, yeah. Yes, I've seen those. I don't know why that did not get big. That's so right. That's awesome. 
Because there's this one guy people can't who, parallel park. So no, there's this one guy who actually installed it on a little Miata. Um, what is his name on YouTube? I can't remember. Colin Furs. Colin Furs. Yes, he actually put one in a little Miata, or I think it was a BMW. Um, yeah. And it looks so cool. He used hydraulics and everything to mm -hmm. pick up a modern car. Obviously, he's like a master engineer and metal worker. But well, and now Ford about I want to say it's been at least six years now. Mm -hmm. You know, they have most of their cars just parallel park themselves now. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a higher end feature. You have to actually. It's not standard at all. It's not even standard on Lincolns. That is pretty rare. Cop, I mean, what is it, what is the advertisement? The ad, the cop pack. It's pocket <laughs> itself. Smart pack. That's smart, Hyundai. Smart park. Smart pack. Yeah, that's smart, Hyundai's. Because that, it'll actually pack in any spot while you're not in it. <laughs> yeah. You a yeah. BMW has a couple of cars that you uh, use your remote and you can move the car around. Okay, so getting back to like the digital age and. The electric, electric cars, we're talking about that. Tesla, I mm -hmm. mean, you can just leave. Well, you can tell it on your phone, I'm pretty sure, and just send a command to say, hey, come pick me up, and the thing will come to you. That's wild. If, yeah, if you're at the checkout lane at Eagles or wherever, yeah. and you go and click that button, it's it's just now pulling up as you walk outside. Because it's got all those little sensors and yes, you know they actually a couple of years ago I think it's their Model Three Tesla mm -hmm. only starts at like thirty thousand. It's it's affordable in yeah. a sense, you know. I mean, when you think most new cars are starting in the high twenties, mid thirties, yeah. yeah, and then you've got this electric car. Now, what scares most people is still getting a a charging station at home. Oh, yeah. And I mean, because there are still some towns that there are no charging stations available. It's not like if you go into Greenville where every parking garage, that is, every city parking garage, I believe, has charging stations in it. They have for years now. Yeah. I mean, cause I remember when BMW started dangling around with the electric. Because, you know, the biggest their biggest plant is in Greenville. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. when they uh, fly people in, they stay at the Hyatt. And if you go in the garage hooked to the Hyatt Regency, there's that test wrap that they use on cars. BMW's yeah. wrapped in that, and I saw one being charged. This was, like, over five years ago. Nice. And very little people know that BMW's been... BMW won't release the uh, uh, their electric car until they're sure it's going to be... The next gen. Yep, it's yeah. gonna be perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there's actually been there's a uh, on the Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop. There's a trucking museum there. And there's actually an all electric vehicle from I think the 30s. They could okay. be making all electric vehicles for quite a, some time. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah. we're we're talking 80 years at least. Mm -hmm. It just for some reason, never took off. Uh, what would the environment look like if it would have taken off? Yeah, but people want money, and so Ooh. we just use oil. So. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But, uh... Aside from the, that... My, the You know my least favorite electric car that I've seen so far, though? Just looks-wise? Least? 
The um, Mustang Mach-E. I do not like the way it looks. I know what you're talking about. It's got that hatch in the back. and I mean, it's cool. Yeah. But it just doesn't look like a Mustang to me. Mm -mm. Like, when I look at it, I don't think... I do not think Mustang. I think Ford. And speaking of Ford, I think they released some information about a new uh, vehicle that is straight up just using a charge, and it's a truck. It's the F-150. I saw that. I think they call it the Charge. And what's so freaking cool is that that is one heavy truck because pretty much the bottom of the frame is just space for all the batteries, you know. Mm -hmm. And the ability of not only, you know, having that charge to go further distances, if you don't travel much and have it on a full charge, hell, you can power your house. And that is revolutionary thinking. Yeah. Because, obviously, it's not going to be the same cord to charge it up. That's going to be one. It's going to be input. And then for output into the house has to be another a line, another line. I'm pretty sure because it can't go both ways. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But you know how it is. These days, they make anything work. Yeah. And it can sufficiently act as a generator mm-hmm. and do a pretty good job of it. Well, and, uh, That's interesting to me. Last year, General Motors announced the re-release of the Hummer, being uh, all electric, though. Oh, really? And it's branded under GMC, which I that'd be like Dodge bring back Plymouth and or bring back the Barracuda and calling it a Dodge Barracuda. It's not a Dodge, <laughs> it's a Plymouth. Same company, I know, but they should have just. I remember when uh, all the Chevy dealerships had a separate metal building with the slope. It was the Hummer building. Okay. It looked like the manliest thing in the freaking world. It was just steel and glass and all the good stuff. There's a yeah. There's a the Chevy dealership in Greenville. Their old Hummer building is their used car sales area now, and it still has all the old Hummer pictures up and stuff. And I'm like, Incredible. you walk in there and you still just feel like a man. <laughs> just. <laughs> Because you remember the first Hummer, that thing was boxy as hell. Dude. And it was a it'll, boss. Yeah. Honestly. That's what the it was. The H two was nice. I hate it. The H three was a fucking sissy Hummer. Yeah. No, they progressively that was your, it was your country club fucking <laughs> Hummer. Fucking stupid. I almost got ran over by some asshole in high school who had one. Oh, but <laughs> that's Maybe sucks. that's my hatred of the H three. Maybe that's why I hate those. Oh god. Well, what do you think, in, in terms of similar things, you know, they're bringing back the new Hummer, mm-hmm. but what they've already talked about is the Bronco. Mm. What are your thoughts on the Bronco? Because that... First is... off, why didn't Ford make that electric? That is very true. Dude. I mean, that would have been The way that Bronco looks and the size of it... Yeah. Dude, it would have been the first real all-terrain electric vehicle. Yes. Because you can make the... Look at how powerful a Tesla is, speed-wise and everything. Torque, acceleration. They could have fandangled that kind of power into making the most intense off-roading electric vehicle on the market, and I'm disappointed in you, Ford. (laughs) Straight up. No. Where was where was the marketing team on that? Ugh. 
I mean, I know they already sold out of all the Broncos because, I mean, it's a Bronco. The new ones are nasty. I see them on the road now, and they're sick. I, I mean, mean, but I think but they I were sold. But I see four doors more than I do see two doors. Two, so do I. I mean. Did they make a two-door? I'm pretty sure. I think they just did four doors. Is it just four doors? I think so. Oh, they need. Uh, I, yeah, you're they should right. bring out a special edition OJ two-door. Oh, boy. The OJ. <laughs> a little bit of blood on the center console, just ooh. Gloves don't ooh. fit, man. Ooh, it comes with a pair of isotoners. Oh god! Free pair of uh, black shrunk isotoners of every purchase. There you go. Oh, if OJ ever hears this podcast, I'm dead. Yeah. Well. Oh no. Gloves don't fit. You know. I used to have a pair of isotoners. Did you really? Yeah, and they got wet, and you know what they didn't do? What? Shrink. Mm. Well. Uh, from that I mean he still did it <laughs> <laughs> it still happened yeah, yeah guilty as fuck god almighty um back to back to back to, a fit, back to back to cleaning up the world yeah right so and you know the other thing I was thinking you know I'm in truck driving yes and uh electric trucks are the wave of the future to start they're quiet yeah. So screw the next generation of truckers. I, my, my generation of truckers and before are going deaf because diesel motors are loud. They're hella loud. And when you're around them all day, every single day, you lose hearing some starts hearing. to. And then the reefer units, the refrigeration units on trailers, are also diesel. Now those bastards are loud as fuck. You're trying to sleep. You forget that you have a reefer on the back. You forget that your load's temperature controlled. Just because, I don't know, it hasn't been on all day because it's just been nice and quiet and the temperature's been nice. <laughs> and then it goes right at that right temperature where it kicks on and then it wakes you up and you're fucking... Dude, it is... Oof. They make electric reefer units now. Fully electric. But yeah. Can you nice. imagine pulling up to a, a truck stop of nothing but electric trucks and reefers. It'd be silent. all night. It would be so strange, if, and I think. You'd look in the sky above and all you, it'd just be clear. There'd be no yeah. gunk. There'd be no exhaust. It'd be like pulling up to the drive-in movies and all the electric cars. Everybody's got their car on, but there's no idling from the car. It's just totally silent. You can actually see the movie screen clearly because there's no exhaust. Exactly. You can actually see the stars in the sky because there's no smog. When was the last time you were in a drive-in? It's been years for me. I know, right? There was one in Orlando that when we were kids visiting my uh, grandmother's down there, we would go to all the time, see a double feature. Mm. Yeah, I think 2012 last time I went. That's when that new Catwoman came out. Something like that, yeah. Huh. Dude, I love driving movies. They're yeah. Dude, if you've got nice. a pickup truck, fucking throw up throw an old love seat in the back. Shit, yeah. Yeah. You grab your blankets, a reclining love seat too. Absolutely. Fucking put your feet up. And you back into the driver's spot. You got Yeah. You got bit you got your cooler of beer, freaking just watching a double feature with your girl. Hanging out. Exactly. I'm I mean, I love drive ins. But the thought of going down the highway 
and a highway being silent. It does scare me because I like, I'm a classic car guy. I do love the rumble of a motor and just that. Yeah. But I just think it's so cool that we're trying to move towards that cleanliness. Well, it's still a lot of talk about, yes, clean energy and the ability of switching over, but we're still heavy in fossil fuels, which Mm -hmm. create a lot of... um, Bad things for the ozone layer. Oh uh, yeah, and, uh, well, and global warming. Is the go- the government's still <laughs> making money off oil, so and you know they're all in the pockets well, of the oil company. Well, yeah, that's why I don't fucking trust politicians. No. Yeah. Who do they listen to? Uh, the, the money citizens or the lobbyists? <laughs> what citizens? Oh, what? We don't matter. What are you talking about, bud? Mean peasants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how they feel. <laughs> Uh, you know, a senator salary is only between eighty and two hundred thousand dollars a year. Exactly. Which, when you have to live in D.C., is not a lot. But then you look at there's no poor politician. There's just a change. None of those guys come in there as poor. Negative. You have to be rich because, well, starting up your campaign. Most campaigns are fueled off donations, but sometimes you got to put a little bit of money in. Yes. I mean, a lot of those guys... And then there's the lobbyists that are filling their pockets. There's no such thing as a clean politician. No. I mean, show me one. Prove me wrong, but uh, I can guarantee you we can find something. (laughs) Who was uh, before Biden got elected, and it was really heating up during the campaign, our uh, local senator up for... Jamie something, you'd always see him in the ads that one particular month. You know what I'm saying? Yes. His yeah. last name's fucking... Jamie something. Uh, he's, I can see his face. Yeah, same here. Never a fan of his voice. No, not really. But you would see him like back to back constantly. And oh, where did yeah. that come from? It came from donations. Yeah. And it was particular interests that just dumped money... So he can have Oof. a senator seat, so we can be blue. But sense. yeah, yeah, that's right. He was a, He's a little. He, yeah. he didn't win. No, he did not. Because this is a red state. It will always be a red <laughs> state. It's yeah. Georgia's Georgia's one of the weirdest states in the world, it though, because flies. it's Georgia's very purple. Yes. Yeah. Which is cool. I, you know me, I don't believe in the two big political parties. All the problems in this country are caused because nobody will change who we keep putting in office. You keep putting the same idiots in, the same guys that stand for the same things as the guy before them. There's no difference when you just vote Democrat or Republican. You're also voting for your party, not for America. You vote Democrat or Republican typically because your parents voted Democrat or Republican, and it's the household you were raised in. Which, I mean, that's just how it goes. It's the difference of opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes. I mean, you, you vote for what you grew up with, typically. That's the system. Strange enough, yes. Uh-huh. If George, George Washington stated when he left office that he did not believe in political parties because they would tear this country apart. Yeah. How right was he? <laughs> how did that happen? Yes. Because now it's fucking... Hell, George Washington was the one to say, like, uh, no bi-party system, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it clear. And then after, I think he passed shortly after it began. I mean, 
They're under different names, obviously. Like, yeah, I think you had the Wigs was a party. Yeah, weird enough. And then some other I mean, look, if parties. everybody would yeah. just, you know, if you want to be president, just run for president as the, I'm an American and I want to make America better kind of thing. Not be, Yes. I, people can formulate, people are not dumb. They can formulate an opinion without you representing a specific party. And I think we'll actually get a better pool of candidates and a better chance of maybe actually electing somebody that'll enact change in a better way if we're not looking at it as parties. And it's probably the most we'll ever talk about politics because I hate politics. I think so. We just had to spew out what we initially think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really extend past I, that. I, I really do think, though, if we just extend the parties, I mean, and that, I think well, people would actually feel more free to make an informed decision off of just the people running themselves and not the party they represent. It's very strange like that, you know? Drop the mic. Drop mic. <laughs> Drop mic walks <laughs> away. Okay. Oh. Gangster walk. I mean, Come I have... Gangster walk. Quick walk. <laughs> Are you getting another glass of water or something? Uh, Making us a cup of coffee. Ah, coffee. Coffee, mi amigo de los Ah, I see. Well, huh? Gotta keep my brain going. This is the moment where it goes insane. They won't put me on the jacket. See what I mean? Uh, how is everybody? Hope you guys are having a great day. Hanging out. Afternoon. Mm. Taking a quick interlude, I suppose. I wonder if I wonder if you could hear his his interesting things. I have no idea what I was going to say. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Hey, you put your phone on silent, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some <laughs> asshole showed me how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Our, my tech support guy here is a bit of a dick, but... Yeah, I kind of did roast you nonchalantly. Yeah. I apologize for that. <laughs> I'm really going to suck when your brakes don't work. I mean, what? Huh? <laughs> what? what? It's going to be a really light brake pad in the morning. That I just... Look, you see brake fluid under your car. Don't worry about it. Oh boy! Just don't <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Actually, Almighty. if you see brake fluid on your car, don't drive your car. Yes. <laughs> and I did not oh. do it. Oh no. no. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It was relating to what we were just talking about—a theory I had in mind. Ooh. Um, this can per- pertain to anything really, but without conflict, how can you grow? Um. There needs to be a certain boundary that you have to meet mm-hmm. in terms of out of your comfort zone and being able to overcome adversity because without conflict, then how are you able to e- experience and have mm-hmm. that experience to build on? That's very true. Yeah. There will always be conflict. Yeah. Without it, everything is hunky-dory and you're Superman yeah. all day. I am Superman all day, but... Yeah, you've got x-ray vision, you can pick up your whole house or something, uh, whatever uh, you want to uh, do. 
There is no conflict. An X-ray vision's kind but of But then, what makes Superman interesting is the kryptonite. Yep. Everybody's got their kryptonite. Bingo. I mean, I like that. Yeah. I might write that down in a book one day. You're welcome. Write that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna have the podcast. Without conflict, without conflict where's the growth? That's very true. Or I you mean, can say the other way around. You know, you can only grow if there's conflict. Or you can say more eloquent. Well, I mean, war is the best example of that. Which is, is so morbid if you think about it. Um, because you're obviously going to have differing opinions. Mm-hmm. And those opinions can also be heightened to threats. Whenever those threats happen, you know, war breaks out. And then you have other nations that are supporting one side and the other side. And are able to, you know gain capital and financial and you know land on top of that and that's that's growth it's hard to argue that yep well i mean as as morbid thinking that is that the majority of our technological advances in this world happened during war yes war breeds technology it breeds innovation but many other thing things breed innovation right very true you know there are things that are already developed that seem sci-fi that we probably don't know about. Well, yeah, you know? that were developed beforehand. She never had a purpose until. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't any 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 big titan in American industry for the past couple hundred years mm-hmm. has been a war profiteer. I love when people give people shit for war profiteering. Everybody's done it. And do you want to hear a, a prime example of history? Oh, go ahead. World War One. Mm-hmm. You would say that the front was on the European side, yeah. and um, we had a stake in it because we would send supplies, and we would tally up the bill, and obviously it had to be, that bill got paid years down the road, and then we got thrown into it. Yeah. So we were we had like no skin in the game up until the very end, and we made a profit because we were we have really good supplies and able to ship it exactly. to the front. Everybody's suffering; they don't have anything. Well, nobody. Yeah, because it was Britain mainly. Yeah. Man. They they just can't seem to win a war, can they? Uh, I suppose not. Uh, you know, and not too long yeah. ago they had the greatest fleet that you would ever imagine. Uh, yeah. ro- ever imagine. The Royal Navy was the strongest in the world, and then well, it was yeah, boss mode. And I then mean, America came around. <laughs> we were <Marsh>. rebels. <laughs> yeah, dang. To our British listeners, we do still love you though. Oh yes, absolutely. They are a great ally, and long live the Queen. Yeah, or something like that. I mean, goodness gracious, the queen. How long? Oh, how old is she now? I mean, come on. Like 80s or she or 90s. I would imagine so. Here's the thing. Yeah. Only like two generations before her lost this lost America. Like <laughs> 1776. Uh, she's almost in her. She's almost a hundred. I mean, you want to hear something shocking? There are photographs of Civil War vets that are old as could be, just like we would see World War II vets, mm-hmm. 
like in the 1930s area. Yeah, it was kids talking to Civil War vets, you know. Shit. Yeah, or, uh, shoot. Yeah, it was Civil. Yeah. Yeah, Civil War happened in the yeah. late 1800s. Yep, and they were probably kids when it happened, and they were just old, wise-looking men just <laughs> talking yeah. to kids. I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, I wonder how bad that still... I wonder if that still stings in Great Britain. That the unorganized, not very organized, 13 states or colonies of America beat the strongest military in the world. Only because, in their eyes, we fought dirty. War is dirty. There's no such thing as a clean war. Well, no. I agree with you on that. But what changed it around was antiquated battle tactics. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what it was. The British, they did not blend into their environment. They were the Redcoats. Okay? <laughs> right? Yeah, we, allegedly, you could spot red a mile away. Exactly. And so we were the ragtag, you know, uh, militia... Which is uh, you wear what you got, clothes, and yeah. blend, and um, the British they would line up single file line, and then volley shots, which means the front line, which is probably oh, six mm-hmm. or eight, they shoot, and they go to the back of the line to start reloading, and they're walking forward as they do that. Once they're ready to go, bam, yeah, and it's a shot, and it's in succession, bam, bam, bam. If you do it fast. Wait, and precise. A very old and smart tactic. Due if, to the fact of mm-hmm. their weapons during the revolutionary period. Because this was standard operating procedure. Yeah. There were single shot there rifles. Were, there and, were muskets that mm-hmm. were smooth bore that shot lead round bullets. Yum. With a packed um, black powder behind it. Yep. Right? During the Civil War, those rifles were so advanced in comparison, it, it, it was incredible. So with mm-hmm. the smooth bores, you probably get, mm, I don't know, safely a straight shot of 50 yards. That's if you even shoot straight. If. Because, I mean, because, shooting a ball? Yes. There's a reason bullets aren't shaped like balls anymore. Cannonballs, yes. And um, that was transferred. Well, that grew into what was called the Minet bullet. Um, and it was actual like rifle bullet where it's pointed on one end and then it goes into a cylinder, you know, conical shape. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Um, that was developed during the Revolutionary War or before then. That was the weapons. And on top of that, they had started using rifle barrels, which gave it the ability to have a truer shot and yes. so much more accuracy and range. And for British soldiers to be lining up, expecting to just hit their shot at 50 yards whenever they can be hit at 150? Yeah. There's a very big difference. And the militia would hide in the bushes, mm-hmm. hide wherever they please, and they would see a caravan of redcoats go by and just attack them right there. They would, they, yeah, they, Sounds like war to me. That's exactly what happened. Okay, and that's why they despised us because we were the bastards. We didn't care about um, pride of or glory of warfare, which was an actual thing, dude. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was like a mutual. It was a gentleman's sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can equate uh, it to that, right? Yeah. Whoever said we were gentlemen here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I mean, majority of us. I mean, 
War's but war. war. War's a nasty game. War. I know. War. War, look at war now. There's the only time a war is gentlemanly now is when holidays roll around and everybody. Uh, well, even still, then. Yeah, there's some sides that don't respect the no. World War, like World War Two. All fighting stopped on Christmas. It's odd. Well, I thought that was the and first. I mean, people would... You, you, they, I think there are photographs of American and German soldiers in no man's land throwing a football around or having food together. Right. They were just kids. That's they didn't want to fucking be there. Yeah. No, I, um, I remember one thing in particular. I think it was... Um, it was during World War One in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Um, trench warfare during that time, you would gain six inches in six months of land, and hundreds on thousands of men dead in those six months. Jeez. That's how it was. And mm-hmm. so, strange enough, I think it was one night a German soldier, um, because you, you get in terms psychologically warped. Um, if you're singing in a trench all day, shooting into whatever no man's land is, which is barbed wire, planted bombs, uh, mustard gas. Um, Yummy. Uh, sure. You can put that on your hot dog? Yeah. And craters that if you fall into, you won't get out of and will probably drown from the impending rain that will happen soon. As dark as that is. There was a sense of humanity because during... I can't remember what battle it was. It was the Germans against um, the Brits, I want to say. I, I really can't remember. But there was a German soldier that at night would would sing in an opera, opera mm-hmm. fashion, you know. And I think they didn't understand his language, but still would hear him in the distance. And he would sing every so often. And then um, after a day's battle or something like that, they stopped hearing him, and um, I think they sent a message like, "What happened to the singer?" No, <laughs> you know, because you guys killed him. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> he's dead, or something. Yeah, and I don't remember the full extent of that. That could be completely false. I need to check my source. I'm, I mean, there's a lot that, of old war sounds, stories. Yeah, that sounds crazy. I mean, it's true. Yeah, well, you gotta think again. They were kids. She would look at World War Two and the Nazi movement. Most of those guys were just Germans. They were not Nazis, but uh, they were forced to fight. They were drafted in, and it was either fight or no. die. It's not. It's not really a draft. It was um, manipulation. Well, you know, it was. Sense. It was fight or die. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were drafted. If you don't fight, then we'll kill you. Well, that's the Nazis were merciless. Well. You're, it's not just a draft. It's, it goes deeper than that because obviously you'll have the drafts and the people who want to fight. But what they focused on was the people who wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it was propaganda. We all know what happened in terms of that sense. And it and elevated... Jews were the problem? Yeah, well, it elevated more... It elevated a select few that shouldn't have been there because of their identity or what they look like. I mean, essentially, when you boil it down. Well, yeah. Um, it's uh, because it, it preyed on 
you know, German youth to be influenced, and the parents would take their children to certain camps to indoctrinate them on just basic, you know... Um, Your junior Nazi camp. Yes. Huh. Yes. Summer no. camp for Nazis. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it was like a 15-year-old's kind of deal. But and you're highly impressionable. Like, exactly. Highly. It was it was like 12 to 15-year-olds, you know. And, Disgusting. Well, it, it was a strange sense of pride. I... Mm. It, it, it's hard to talk German, about well, because I don't know a lot of the Hitler's psychology behind it. Hitler's thing it's, was German pride after World War One and mm-hmm. how beat down Germany had gotten. That Hitler was all about German pride. Yes. And uh, well, well, his, I mean, <laughs> well, his ascension to power started really early because yeah. whenever he was campaigning, he had many other. Um, uh, rivals and campaign, you know, mm-hmm. adversaries that he had to go up against, and I think uh, it was called Night of the Knives. And one night he had a crew of assassins take out all of his competition, and he was just the leader. What the? Fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to Google this actually. I want to be accurate in that sense. It was Night of the Knives. Jesus, Hitler, I right, bud. Well, he was a younger, younger guy at that point. Um, it's very strange. I mean, that obsessed with having to take over, that obsessed with power that you're just like, you know what? Screw your fair fight. I'm just going to have you all killed. Wait, no. <laughs> sounds like something you need to do. I'm sorry. That just sounds Hitler. Operation Hummingbird uh, from June Chancellor urged or serious political. Oh, my God. Oh, it gets worse. Okay, so... The official name is the Knight of the Long Knives, uh, okay. or the Rom Purge, also called Operation Hummingbird. The Purge. Was a purge that took place in Nazi Germany from June 30th to July 2nd, 1934. Chancellor Adolf Hitler, urged on by Hermann Gorig and Heinrich Himmler, ordered a series of political extrajudicial... Judicial. Judicial, yes. Executions intended to consolidate his power and alleviate the concerns of the German military about the role of Ernst Rom and the German word uh, Sturmabteilung, uh, the oh, Nazi's gracious. paramilitary organization known colloquially as Brown Shirts. So it was a power play. All those guys' names just sound like bad guys. <laughs> None of those sound like the and, guy that you go play golf with. They all just sound like bad guys. And here's when I talk about propaganda. Nazi propaganda presented the murders as a preventative measure against an alleged imminent coup by the SA under Rom. Um, the so-called Rom Pusch, I think. Rom Pusch? Yeah. Rom Pusch. <laughs> I probably butchered the German names, but I um, I mean... As long as you sound angry when you say them. Yes, I suppose. Night of the Long Knives. I mean, knives. any of that... Night of the Long Knives. We have German listeners, and I know... I mean, they learn German history probably as well as we learn American history. If there's anything that... It's questionable. there's anything that you were taught that is differing, then I'd like to know. I'd like to know if the history that we learn on another country is taught the same in that country. No. Because I've heard... There were rumors years ago that they don't even teach about the Holocaust. Do you want to take an extreme example of why we all have our own version of history? Sure. Uh, North Korea. 
<laughs> they think um, we are the devil to them, and we did certain things, and they are taught in grade school how we are the bastards. Like, we are Satan to them. Seriously. From the beginning. Yes. Um, if I So what are the day... reason that they're uh, in poverty and don't have food? and? Oh, yeah, that, that, okay. that's, that's the regime. Figured. Figured that was our fault. Yeah. All the way over here. Yeah. Figured okay. that was our fault. Yeah, you know, South Korea doesn't have all those problems, but it's definitely our fault. But there's still a demarcation line. If you cross that shit, which um, a president recently did, which I think Trump for doing that is yeah, a little weird. <laughs> Donnie J just fucking... Damn, uh, no, said, not really. Fuck all that shit. I'll do what I want. <laughs> I, it, it was very strange. That was... But that's an important thing, you know? Yeah. That well, demarcation line is... you got to think, to the amount of stuff that... People forget about South Korea. Most of you probably drive a Hyundai or a Kia. Or a Genesis, which is an $80,000 Hyundai, which are very nice. Those are South Korean cars. Ooh. Actually, Hyundai owns Kia. Kia used to be a fully independent company until the early 2000s when they um, were going bankrupt because they built not great cars. They were doing a buy one get one free sale at Kia dealerships a bogo? in the 2000s. Yeah. Holy shit. That's how really? bad they were. <laughs> now, I mean, I've owned, I used to own a Kia. Kias are nice as shit. Now, my mom still has a soul that she bought brand new in 14. Oh, yeah? The whole shebang. Glass roof, nice leather, navigate, Ooh. all that shit, man. I mean, that's all South Korean. Everybody forgets about that. Samsung and LG yeah. Oh, yeah. are South Korean. Oh, big time. Uh-huh. Everybody forgets that little, little South Korea here. And you wonder quiet South Korea. And you wonder why I see some shots. I, I mean, their cities look fantastic. I mean, they're yeah. booming. It's crazy. And we're friends with them, and they're doing good. But uh, we're not friends with North Korea, and look at them. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's what the devil. Mama, 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 mama said America the devil. Mama. K- k- Kim Jong Un said <laughs> Kim said America the devil. That foosball. Find up dead, y'all. North Korea did it. Is it from this this particular podcast? <laughs> Calling you out said screw I, this guy in particular. I've called out the Clintons. Uh, Kim Jong. I'm just I'm asking for it. You got a bounty <laughs> on your head, my guy. <laughs> now that you're thinking about it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the Epstein, you know. Yeah, I know. I, I've, called out, I've called out some people that you, you're apparently not supposed to call out. I don't like hey. it. I don't I will go down as a martyr for the cause. <laughs> oh, God. I'll clap. Yeah. What's this day in history? I know we've already talked about some history, but well, I've talked, what happened today? I know. I've talked a good bit already. Um, so, I'll bring it to something somewhat recently. Um, today, in June 23rd of 2016, four years ago. Right? Five years ago. Five years ago. 2021 now. It's- Shut up! It's okay. Shut up! It's okay, buddy. I'm not an old man yet. I have no <laughs> dementia. Dang it. <laughs> I can't count. Uh, I blame that on that. Yeah, we know. All right, all right, all right, all right. 2016. Brexit was a big, hot topic. So, United Kingdom voted in a referendum to withdraw from the EU, European Union. 
mm-hmm. with 51.9% supporting Britain's exit or Brexit and 48.1% opposing That's narrow. It's pretty tight, yeah. And it marked the first time a country decided to leave the organization of the European Union because there's a lot of support. It, it makes currency exchange, you know. Yeah. It, it makes it easier, supposedly. Other areas, I, I don't know a lot about it. But Brexit is a pretty big deal because that puts uh, a lot of Britain's responsibility in its own hands rather than relying on the many other countries that they neighbor with. Yeah. So they essentially are on an island. Nah, <laughs> Go home, Caleb. They're, yeah, they're, they're their own thing. You know? I mean, one day, one day we'll figure out a universal currency. It won't be a... a will not crypto? be freaking crypto because it took <laughs> another shit. Oh, really? I haven't checked um, in on it. As of yesterday, Doge dipped back down to 19 cents a share. Bitcoin was down to 33. Oh, no! It's banned in China. The Chinese government banned cryptocurrencies. Oh, man. So. It's not a good day. No. Stuff like that. And a power like China, especially financial power like China, banning them. Yes. That's a big deal. Big Big crapperooski yeah. on the stock. I mean, come on. You can't track it. Technically can't really even tax it. No. So, hey, I'll tell you this right now. Until our governments figure out how they can control it, they're going to do everything they can to ixnay it. <laughs> Which is going <laughs> to suck for anybody holding. That would suck. Anybody who's still holding on to their Bitcoin after they lost 30 grand a share is probably a... They're okay. shitting their pants or jumping off of a building. I, would I say. mean, the moment it lost ten grand a share, I would have dumped every ounce of it because that's just, <laughs> something like that losing that much value like that so quickly. There's a 1929 ring a bell. 1929. Uh, ring a bell to anybody? Not really. Oh, well, I rang a bell in the stock market. Right, yeah, I know. History. Like that little, that little, yeah, I wasn't really expecting you to pull that history Thank little you. tidbit. Thank you. That Thank that you. wasn't bad, I have uh, to say. Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> Don't get full of yourself, please. I already am. I bet you are. I know you are. Caleb, close close my max. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Enjoy the day. Carpe diem. Um shit, thanks for listening to us. You're supporting Roxy's habits. She's very bougie and expensive to maintain, so you're helping maintain a bougie dog. Yes. Uh, single ladies, hit us up at Easy Speaking Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 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 And at Easy Speaking Meteor on YouTube. On the YouTubes. Uh, yes, indeed. And, uh, well, I'm Alex. I'm Caleb. And this has been... The Easy Speaking Speaking Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, all right, all right, all right.